Hi everyone and welcome back to the third episode of A Really Good Chat where I divulge areas of my life, even the non-PG ones. I'm your host Sam Cole and today we'll be talking about my country life and how they were supportive to me and how fortunate I feel to have that community connection still. I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land that this episode was recorded on, the Wajuk Noongar people. I wish to acknowledge and respect their continuing culture and their contribution they make to the life of this city and this region. So I guess I'll start from when I first came out of hospital. Mum's friends, I think maybe even my friends' mums, created a schedule where maybe it was just for during the weekdays. One person would come out to their farm and assist me with my physio stretches or whatever it may have been. Um, but I do remember most of them assisting with my physio to give mum a break because obviously mum was there full time with me and it was a lot for mum. Oh, well, I'm just presuming it was a lot for mum. So the appreciation that I have for the women who came out and gave mum a break is something so special. I really don't know who they were, but I mean, I'm sure I would have known them. No, still maybe. But there was always that sense of you're never kind of alone. There's always someone who wants to help out, someone who wants to make a cooked meal. And I think that's, that's such a unique thing. And coming to the city, everyone's in their own little world, basically. Stays in their lane. Even from the school, the school had no second thoughts about making the school more accessible for me. The library had three steps which obviously wasn't sand friendly at school you know you use the library a lot so they quickly made the adjustments yeah so the ramp was ready for me to use and use the library there was this amazing phys ed teacher and most of the time when i was doing phys ed i might have been participating by umpiring or whatever it was he got me involved he didn't really give me an excuse not to partake which respect to that because it would have been easy for him just to go oh no Sam you can umpire you can partake that way we had to run around the oval there was shop put in that I participated by using things that I could throw and I had a motorized wheelchair so I just ran around the oval like everyone else did you know obviously I didn't win but you know it's all about winning guys um so that's something that I really remember so vividly. Getting me involved in a way that I could. Sure, it was great doing the umpiring, keeping score and that, but it wasn't the same as actually being involved in the participation of it. So that's something I'm really grateful for. But I'm pretty sure that he's not teaching anymore, which makes me so sad. And something that I've just remembered was when I first went to Narrabeen School, and obviously I lived out on the farm, bought the bus and that kind of thing to and from school. They initially didn't have a bus that could easily get me in and out of the bus, like one that has a ramp. So there was, I think, two or three different male teachers at the school and they organised for them to lift me on the bus, sorry, lift me, take me off the bus when I got there in the morning and then lift me on in the afternoon. Then there was a point where, you know, it just 
probably came a bit too much for them you know due to my growth and that kind of thing but so I'm pretty sure that a school in Perth would not do that so just little things like that make such a huge difference so I was once a volunteer for Reach Out I don't think Reach Out is going anymore so Reach Out was a online youth mental health service and at that stage we were fundraising for the organisation and you know, getting people aware of what Reach Out is, spreading awareness and so forth. To get the word out amongst the youth in, the, in R&D, I contacted the school and thankfully the principal is still the principal that I had, so made that easy. Plus one of my mum's good friends, it's all linked. I contacted the school just to do a talk about Reach Out about what they can offer and what they do and the online services that they provide to youth and that was absolutely no problems at all they didn't blink an eye about that and being that it has been over roughly eight years now I'm struggling to remember exactly what I did but I do remember that it was a kind of spin-off from a big bash kind of vibe so boys girls whoever you are came out to the rec oval it was an after school activity to participate the young people donated a gold coin and provided by other organizations within town was cool drinks as well as sausage sizzles which was amazing can't actually remember the concept of the game but that's really not important the, the important fact is the community really gathered around to support me with whatever they could do so i had my old friends who live up there came out to support me and just nothing like that makes such a difference i raised money that way it doesn't matter if you have a disability or not the country is just always will be and always have been supportive so having lived 15 years in the Perth now and calling Perth home I guess it would be easy to kind of drift away from the Narrambeen lifestyle the Narrambeen community it's quite amazing when I go back we go back more now that I've got my little niece in my life but also the fact that mum's friends are there. We have, my brother lives there. And as well as that, I've got some of my clo- really close friends who live up in Narrum. I mean, it, I guess it would be easy to kind of feel that disconnect and that kind of thing. But it's actually quite amazing when, when you go back. It's, an, it's a sense of belonging. It's just such a wholesome place to be. Sometimes when I go back up, it's a bit hard because, I mean, not always, but sometimes it can be a bit hard because I don't know everyone. You know, people come and go out of town, there's some new people, which can really change the dynamic, and I guess those new people don't know me. So something else I just quickly wanted to mention, that majority of the people in the country in Arabian are absolutely fantastic. But unfortunately, there is a very small, small percentage who still like to talk down to me, still like to talk to someone else when they're asking me a question, which is about me. 
So the kind of things that they would say is, haven't you grown up? Oh, you're 30 already? Yes, I'm 30 and I would hope I've grown up. But I think I've come to realise that unfortunately that's going to be a part of my life, I think. And that is really quite sad to even have to acknowledge the fact that wherever I go, you know, whatever job I'll be in, it's just something that I have to learn to manage. It's just frustrating that, you know, still no matter where I go, no matter who I'm talking to, there's always going to be someone who's not talking directly to me. And, you know, I think we're, when I think we're past it, no, we're really not past it at all. So as much as the community is great, there's always that small little, tiny, tiny little percentage. Having the community from a young age really established myself within my disability. So from my perspective, I feel that the country has been so beneficial to my ability to not focus on my disability. I don't know if it's within me to not be one who focuses on or who dwells on my disability. Of course, sometimes it's like frustrating that people really see my rules but that's but I need to remember that's not on me so I truly believe that the country life has established me in the person that I am I know that sounds really cliche the country never okay this is word they never modicoddled me they never wrapped me up in cuddle wool and said oh there there Sam pat me on the back no they never did that they always got me involved where I could it's really interesting doing this podcast and actually thinking about how they have been so beneficial to me and it's actually so interesting as I'm because obviously I don't I'm sure you can hear and I have any notes in this I'm just kind of talking as I'm going so having the community support even from a young child is something that I feel like I can only really appreciate as an adult now Something else I really wanted to talk about in regards to the community and how much they have really supported me was when I had my brain operation that I spoke about in my last episode. So obviously that was a really difficult time for me and they made me this quite a large display folder with all these people obviously who knew what I was going through with photos, encouraging words, even some, you know, quite humorous things. And I've sort of got that in my storage. For them to organize that just means so much at a time when when I clearly needed it a lot. Yeah, so for that, I'm really, really grateful. I was really unsure if I was going to talk about this incident that had happened but I think it's important to show the different sides. So when I first got sick I was in year four and I wasn't at Narrabeen primary school. I was at a different country school and when I at the end of the year as you all know you get a report and that report wasn't an actual report. 
It was a piece of paper that had nothing to do with my education or anything like that. It was just saying how much Sam enjoys being pushed around by her friends in class, um, at recess and lunch and so forth. To get that was quite, um, I guess you can call it discriminative. So after that year, um, my brother and I, we moved schools to go to Narrabeen and yeah, never looked back. Apparently I didn't deserve a report which is absolutely disgusting and it makes no sense at all. It's not like I wasn't there for the whole year, but that was really disgusting to get a report that did have nothing to do with my education, nothing to do with how I was in the classroom or whatever it may have been. They just focus on my actual condition. That right there is called prejudice. I also would like to mention as it's coming up to... Christmas and the new year just holidays in general some people can find this time really difficult please remember that there's lifeline which the number is 13 11 14 or if you have a family member or a friend that you can confide in please I think it's really important that we reach out for each other I just want to yeah make a make an important point that these times can be difficult. Please bear with me because I think I kind of have figured out how to use my microphone. It's a bit embarrassing, but I think the sound is better now than it was at the start. Of. I kind of feel a bit like an old person when they have their phone and they want to take a video and they, they think they're recording. Then they go to show you and it hasn't been recording. They forgot to press the actual record button. Yeah, so that's what I feel a bit like like an old person trying to figure out their new technology and let's be real I'm not the best at technology but you know I'm slowly slowly learning I'm learning as I'm going thanks for listening to this episode of a really good chat with me your host Sam Cole I hope you enjoyed this episode where I discussed my country life and how much they have supported me over the years and continue to support me I hope everyone has a really safe Christmas and bring in the new year in a safe way. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, I hope you enjoy the holidays with your family. And if you want to stay up to date with my podcast episodes, follow me on Instagram, which is just a really good chat. That's all for this episode, everyone. Stay safe and join me next year where I continue to break the stigma of people with a disability. (laughs) 